As a mom, you wear a lot of hats, and sometimes it seems like you're going in a million directions at once. At the 29-Minute Mom, we want to give you the tools to bring it all under control and reach your highest potential. If you give us a few minutes, we'll help you find those extra hours you need every week to achieve balance and satisfaction in everything you're trying to get done. The 29-Minute Mom. It's time just for you. And now, here's your host, life's organization expert, author and coach, Jennifer Ford-Berry. Hello, everybody. This is Jennifer Ford-Berry back again with another episode of the 29-Minute Mom, where we know every single minute of your day counts. And I am so excited because we recently just started a brand new season here on the 29-Minute Mom. And I have a very, very special guest in store for you that I know you're going to love. Her name is Jacinda Jacobs. So welcome to the show, Jacinda. Hey, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for us to chit-chat. I'm so excited for you to be here. I feel like this is completely part of our divine meeting, and we're going to share with the audience today why I'm saying that. We both know you and I would not be here right now speaking on this podcast if it wasn't for divine intervention from our Heavenly Father. So thank you, Jesus, for, sure. for that, first of all. Yes. And thank you, Jacinda, for coming on. Thank you, God. No, you're exactly right. I couldn't have said it better myself. So I want to first have you just kind of tell the listeners a little bit about your backstory, and then we'll go into how we even met. So start with that. How did you get where you are today? Sure. Well, I started my media journey about 15 years ago. I started in morning radio and then transitioned into television news. So I'm that girl that you always see on TV or hear on the radio. I was doing weather, I was reporting, morning anchoring, all that fun stuff. And then God started to stir something up inside of me. And I thought my whole life that that's what I had worked for is to get into media, get into that spotlight. And then I realized that there was so much more in me And actually, God was kind of calling me to leave the industry. And so in 2014, my boss was giving me a major promotion at the television station. And with a lot of prayer, a lot of tears, not only did I walk away from the promotion, but I asked my general manager if he would help me break my contract with the TV station, which he replied. And I just saw him yesterday. And I was like, you're in my book. You are like part of my story, Jim. He replied (laughs) and said, to this day, he said, you know what? There was a calling on my life years ago and I never answered it. So I'll do everything in my power to help you answer yours. And so he helped me get out of my contract. And to this day, I still work for the TV station, but it's on a really different basis. Like I do cool, fun stories with me and my husband. But when I left full time, I went into prison ministry and I just started this journey of self-discovery of trying to figure out who am I in God? Like, who has God created me to be? And what is really my mission in the world? And so I wrote this book called Uniquely Qualified. I started a Bible study community called Stolen Lunches, which is a nonprofit and it's global. I started a Uniquely Qualified Women's Conference that travels to different cities, really pushing women to stop making excuses and to walk into their divine purpose. I love that. And here's the thing. Okay. So I want to just take a step back for a second because I should have told the listeners that you are in Charlotte right now, Charlotte, North Carolina. That's where you're a kind of a, you're a local celebrity girl. And the funny thing is, is that I used to live in Charlotte also. And so what happened is for the listeners that were listening to my previous season, I was talking all the time about 
my conference called Created Order and going back to Charlotte and I was putting in my blog and my new book, Purpose Over Possessions. I was talking about this connection with me in Charlotte and how my daughter was born there. And I hadn't been there for years and years and years. And the craziest thing is, I have no idea why God told me to launch this conference in Charlotte. I had no intention of going back like anytime soon. It just wasn't on my radar. Everything starts to happen around Charlotte. And I come down in June and I don't even know that you are there until what? Two weeks after I left our meet, you meet one of my good friends, Jennifer Gibson. So ladies, you just have to listen to this because this is how God works. You can just be going about your day, doing your normal stuff, and God is underneath the current planning something really cool for you, but you have to keep your eyes and ears open. And so what happens is I leave Charlotte, my good friend, Jennifer Gibson, and you meet for lunch. Mm-hmm. You tell her that, and correct me if I'm wrong, in a nutshell, you have a passion for helping women find their purpose. Correct. Correct. And her and I met, she's the president of that Rotary chapter. And so I'm like, wow, I get the honor of sitting with her for a couple of minutes. And we were supposed to just have coffee. And two hours later, we're sharing each other's story. We're girlfriends. We're sisters. It's not about titles or anything. And she was like, I have my dear friend that I need to connect you with. And I was like, I would love to meet her because we're on this mission for Christ. And it's bigger than Charlotte. So I would love to lock arms with her, especially you know, if Jennifer Ford Berry is in the same mission field. And so that's how she got us on email. And then we got on the phone. And then the second we started sharing everything that we have our hands in, it just aligned. Yes, absolutely. So here's the cool thing that the listeners need to know. We are both women with a very similar goal. You put out this amazing, beautiful book. It's called Uniquely Qualified, Walk Into Your Destiny. Everybody needs to get a copy of it. It's on Amazon right now. And I've read the whole entire thing. And I was just like, wow, like this is just so in line with what I'm trying to do in the world. So right around the time that my book about purpose called Purpose Over Possessions comes out, we're both running these conferences with the same goal in mind to help empower <laughs> women to reach their highest potential. But the cool thing is somewhere along the way, you must have learned an important message from God like I did, where somebody else going after a similar dream has nothing to do, no effect at all on your dream, that you right. actually want to team up with other women headed in the same direction to become more powerful. Yeah. It's so funny because growing up, I used to be this like tomboy kind of girl. I only hung with boys. I don't like girls. You know, they're (laughs) too emotional. And and I was just that girl, you know? And so growing up, becoming a woman, I realized like, I need my girls and I'm sorry, I need my sisterhood. And so we have a saying in our ministry and it's, you're not meant to do life alone. We are meant, God created us as a community. We are community people. So when God places a dream inside of your heart to walk out, you need a team. You need to lock arms. There are people that you need around you that'll celebrate you when you're up and pick you up when you're down and can't stand on your own two feet. And so I never, ever look at anything as competition anymore. I'm always looking at it like, how can we do what we're both doing and take it to the next level? Right, right. And I think that is the really exciting part of us meeting is because we were headed in the same direction with also a same kind of thought process and because of our faith. So I want to just make sure that people understand before we get into the next couple of 
ideas I want to talk about, but I want people to really understand how did you go from being kind of a, like I said, a Charlotte face, you're on the radio, you're on TV, you're doing all these things for in the public eye. And, you know, and it's so cool because you talk about this in the book, how you went to your manager and you kind of are real and raw and you say, Hey, I don't want to take the next promotion. I need to work for God. And then you're like scared at that point. Right. And he surprises you and says, I had a calling on God and I didn't from God and I didn't go for it. And I want you to go for your calling. So tell us a little bit about that backstory. Yeah. And the funniest, craziest part about that is whenever you get to that fork in the road moment in your life, whether it's a relationship you need to walk away from, a career that you need to take a jump out of, you get to this fork in the road and you're like, crap, which way am I going to go? And so when I took that leap of faith, God immediately caught me. And, and I felt like that was my first sign to say, I got you and you're good and you're heading in the right direction. To have your general manager, you're not supposed to talk about faith, let alone in the news industry. <laughs> and I just came all out, tears and all. And I'm like, this is all I have. I don't even know what to Google for another job. I have nothing lined up. I had just built a brand new home. Like, I don't know what I'm saying out of my mouth. <laughs> But I felt like it was such comfort and such security when he said, don't worry, I got you. I was in your same shoes. I'm going to do everything to help you. And so I walked out of there and cried and was like, oh my gosh, like, what are we going to do next? And so the journey from there, I did leave full time. But what was so beautiful is that they gave me an opportunity to still freelance for them because he was like, since you're still looking for work, I can still get you paid. And so here's the second thing that God did that blew my mind. He said, since you're looking for something with more impact, more purpose, would you be interested in working more with foster care and working more with kids that need to get adopted? And so I'm like, yes, screaming. He says, okay, well, we're going to have you work a segment called Waiting Child. It will be your segment. So two, three times out of the month, you go and spend time with kids and you tell a beautiful story about them that we will air and prayerfully someone will see the story and want to get to know them and possibly adopt them. This was the complete shift. I went from turning news, doing weather to now using my talent for purpose. And some kids did actually get adopted. And guess what? My money, what he was paying me doubled as well. What would take me like a full week, two weeks to work? Like I was literally making that in an hour. So the second you step out on faith, you can't describe the miracles that start to just pour into your life. And so I did. I went into prison ministry for free and I fell in love with the work I was doing, but then wasn't getting paid. So it just began a journey of like finding out how I could marry my passion of serving and ministry and really doing good for the community, but also trying to still pay my bills at the same time and just really having faith and stepping out in that. It all married together. And now I actually make more money than I ever did in news and radio before working less time, but God has opened up the opportunity for me to work ministry full time now. I love it. And it was because you were obedient when he called you and he asked you to step forward. And usually when God does that, we have zero idea how he's going to pull it off. And the cool part is, is when you are called by God to do something, you don't have a plan. You don't have the steps. You have no idea how to figure it out, that's when you really do know it's from him because he's saying, you know what? I don't want you to know. I want you to be able to rely on me. And it sounds like that's exactly what you did. Yeah. And I want to speak to the mamas too, because there may be a mom listening that's like, girl, I want to do that, but I can't because I got these screaming kids that are hungry every day. (laughs) You know, And it's like, 
I just can't do that type of jump. And I want to encourage anyone right now and just knowing that sometimes you can't make a big jump like that at that moment, but there are baby steps that you can make. So for example, if you don't know what it is you want to do, you can start volunteering and just scheduling a small amount of time, maybe not every week, but once a month that you start doing different things just for you. Maybe you want to start this business, but you can't quit your job yet. We'll start putting the bones together, the structure together of the business plan. So it's like there's always things that you could start doing now that will eventually open that door and give you the time and give you the financial security that you need. But don't keep making the excuses because you will stay in the same place for another 20 years if you let it. Absolutely. I love that. It kind of ties in with what I wanted to say about your book. On page 73, you say during this time to just keep in mind the journey is a process and it will not end when you want it to. So be on the lookout for wise souls who speak into your situation and people that go against the grain. They'll tell you what you need to hear, not always what you want to hear. And I love that because just by saying to yourself, you know what? Maybe it's a possibility that this, my life could look differently. Just even believing that there's a slight possibility gives God the access he needs into your life to work. And so when you say that, maybe you just start today after you hear this and you're like, you know what, what do I have to lose? I mean, if Jacinda can do it, if Jennifer can do it, if all these other people can do it, maybe there is a plan out there for me. Maybe God is waiting on me to invite him in. And you just say a simple prayer and you ask for God's will to be done. And then after that, all you have to do is sit back and open your eyes and your ears because I guarantee there's things happening around you. God's just waiting for the invitation to show you what is going on. Beautifully put. Beautifully put. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, all the signs are there. You just have to trust the process. It's going to be scary for sure. It stirs in your stomach, but what's the quote? It's the quote is something like, when the fear it takes to jump becomes less than the fear to even stay. Something like that. That's the quote. But it's like, someone asked me the other day, what is it that actually makes you make the jump? And I'm like, everyone's different. For me, after a few years in, in television, like it started to stir up in me. Like God wants to do more with me, with my hands and my feet and my mouth. He wants to do more. And if I would have stayed there, he would have been limited. So he had to push me out the door. And so all of us at some point get that little stirring. It's up to you if you listen to it or not. And at some point you will be pushed and it will be uncomfortable. Do you know what would be really cool? If we could meet in person this year and the Created Order Conference would be the perfect place. The conference will teach you how to recognize and eliminate the clutter that is stealing your space, time, energy, and money. It will inspire you to get your life organized and to take this new, amazing, organized life and use it to live on purpose, to live your God-given purpose. If this idea sparks your fancy or you just want to come hang out with me, I want you to go to my website right now and get your tickets. Just go to jenniferfordberry.com backslash created dash order dash conference. That's jenniferfordberry.com backslash created dash order dash conference. I'm telling you, you do not want to miss this opportunity to get your entire life organized once and for all. And I don't know, let me ask you this, a personal question. When I first just felt like that nudge from God to take my platform and use it for his good and go into ministry, if he would have nudged me in that direction 10 years prior, 15 years prior, I don't think I would have had the courage. Something happens with your faith 
and maybe also age with women. I think for me, after I hit 40, I felt like I cared a lot less what people thought of me. But yep. do you, I mean, do you ever notice how it, he waits for the perfect time when you're brave enough? And right. even when you're brave enough to actually put your toe in the water, it still doesn't mean that you're going to have it all figured out or you're going to be brave about everything that comes, but you just have to be brave enough. And he knows when you're ready for that. If we're completely super duper brave, then what do we need God for? So to your point, we need to be able to take that step and then God takes it from there. God doesn't really operate too much in our comfort zone. It's the second we take that jump to move outside of our comfort zone. That's where God's like, now watch me work. You know, now watch me move in all of these areas in your life because I'm going to make the impossible possible. I'm going to show you what can happen when you really trust me and have faith in me. And yes, everyone comes to know God. Everyone comes to this fork in the road moment. Everyone comes to these things in different places in their life. And then don't think once you did it one time that you're done, it'll happen again as God is reshaping you and growing you and pushing you again out of another comfort zone. So no, you're exactly right. When I first got the call to start a ministry, a Bible study ministry, I ignored God and like shushed him for a very long time until the first day we did our first Bible study and all eight women were crying and saying, oh my God, I didn't know I needed this and I was missing this. And when are we doing this again? I was like, oh crap, I fell, I stumbled into something great here, you know? So just, I would, I tell everyone, just try it. Just try it. I promise you God is not going to steer you wrong. He knows. He created you for this. So all of your experiences, good or bad, have already qualified you for what he's calling you to do. He's already equipped you with it. So all the excuses you're making, to be honest, is really the enemy putting doubt into you. So we got to choose our thoughts wisely and listen to God in this and just say, hmm, let me try God at this and what, and he'll never fail you. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, don't be surprised that even because you say yes, that there's still not things that are going to not go perfectly. Even when you say, okay, I'm going to get into ministry, people think, well, then you just have this like perfect, easy path to follow. And what I've learned is that that's when things get, you really get tested because there's a whole other side from the enemy that's saying, no, I do not want you doing this. And I'm going to try to stop you in your tracks and you have to be strong. And you have to have the right people around, which is why it's so important to, like you said, have those girlfriends and have the support of other women, which is why the conference is going to be so amazing. So let's talk about the conference for a minute. It's called Uniquely Qualified, and it's October 19th in Charlotte at the Carmel Country Club, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes. And it's so funny because I did, had no idea you even existed. I get on a, well, actually I wasn't on a plane for that trip. I drove back to New York. A couple of weeks later, we're talking, you tell me about the conference and now I am hopping on a plane to come down October 18th, which I cannot wait. And I cannot really share my, what I'm going to be speaking about, but I feel very, very strongly about even the words uniquely qualified and what that means. So tell us about the conference and what women that want to come or are coming should expect from this. Because I know I am super, super pumped. It's a roller coaster ride of emotions because <laughs> you cry because you really do some soul searching and some digging and you really have to kind of stare your fear in the mirror experience, right? But we also laugh and you meet new sisters. You're going to walk away with new girlfriends, which is so awesome because there are women that fly in from other cities and states, which is so, so, so cool. 
really, I wrote this book in 2017. So when I took that jump in 2014, I started writing and I didn't know what I was writing, what was going to come out of that. But again, that was one of those, I'm trusting you, Lord. I have no idea (laughs) what I'm doing. But a book emerged in 2017 and a lot of women shared that they've really been blessed by it. And so it was two young ladies that I was doing Bible studies with that came to me one day and said, God has placed it in our heart to really support you and push you because this needs to be more than just a book. It's a movement. It's a lifestyle. It's really reminding people that you are uniquely qualified, that God has made you in a unique way and that you're already qualified. So put those things together and walk this thing out, you know, and let's change the world for Christ. And women can get together and can celebrate one another and can support one another. And so from 2018, basically last year, we kicked off the Uniquely Qualified Tour and we traveled to seven um, different cities and states. And we also went international for one space as well. And again, I had the enemy in my mind saying, no one knows you, no one cares, no one likes what you're doing. And then I had God saying, but they will get to know what you're doing. They will understand this mission and women will come out and it will change their lives. And there have been so many awesome testimonies since we first started this of women who are in the middle of divorces, who have now actually closed on their own house with their kids and starting their own businesses and just are flourishing now because of this little bitty boost of support that they received in this community. So on Saturday, on October 19th, it's just going to be a bunch of awesome women. We all are totally different, which is what I like. There's young, there's seasoned, some that are still in school, some that have kids that have already graduated and got grandbabies. So it's a beautiful mix of women, which is what I believe heaven looks like. And we're all just going to come together and start to share and be vulnerable and take our masks off. And by the time we leave, you don't even see any of that. You just see we're all the same. We all cry. We all have the same insecurities. We all have the same doubts, but we all know that there's something bigger that we're supposed to be walking out. So by locking arms, we'll be able to do that. So we do have speakers like the awesome Jennifer Ford Berry, who is flying in. And I cannot wait for you to meet Sarah Benkin. She is the founder of No Tribe. This is an awesome organization that is national as well. And I know like this, you coming is going to just take everything to the next level. You and her connecting is just phenomenal. We have Veronica Sutherland. She's a flow hydration and wellness. And she's just this awesome doctor here in Charlotte. We have Mara Campolongo. Can't wait for you to meet her. She's the founder and executive director of The Sandbox, which they walk alongside families who have children with special needs or life-altering illnesses. And they put big proms together. And we have Aventer Gray, who is the first lady and co-pastor of Relentless Church, Pastor John Gray. And I think that's everyone. I'm trying to, we have, of course, Melody McCord-Stevens, who is an organizer of Uniquely Qualified, Diana Inspires as well. It's going to be crazy. We dance, we have fun, we have a pianist coming, and it's actually a two-day thing. So Thursday is like the champagne toast and the kickoff to the one-year anniversary, and then Saturday is when we get to work. (laughs) If it involves dancing, I'm totally in. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, we dance. We dance. We there's dancing, a lot of like little crying, secrets that yeah. we have. Yeah, dancing and crying all in one. You'll be like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. <laughs> Woo! I love it. I mean, I love everything about it. I am so excited. I'm just so grateful that you asked me to come down. I feel completely honored. I cannot wait to meet these women. I've been, you know, going on and looking them up and it's just like, thank you Jesus for bringing these type of women into my life and I feel like when he does that, he always has something in mind and I cannot wait to see what, what's going to happen after this. 
Right. Likewise. And I can't wait for the women to hear you. I can't wait to hear you as well. My mother just finished reading your book a couple of weeks ago and she is a super fan of yours right now. <laughs> so I love I, her already. <laughs> I know that you're a powerhouse and I know you're going to have one of those drop the mic moments that everyone's going to be like, oh my gosh, I have to connect with her and buy all her books. So I'm just hoping that it's super successful for you and that you're able to just make a powerful impact on all the women that are there too. I, I can't wait for it, to be honest. Aw, you're so sweet. You're so sweet. We're going to have a blast. We're going to have a blast. And I want to make sure that everybody knows where they can get tickets. So do give that out real fast. Yes. I am uniquely qualified. I am. So basically it's the I am statement. You're saying this over your life, even when you're typing it in, but I am uniquely qualified.com because you are uniquely qualified. And so there's a tickets tab. And to be honest, if someone is far away and they're like, Oh, I'm not able to make it. Don't worry. We have another every year we do. a. We're going to do a big uniquely qualified conference. So it's for women and young girls. So bring your daughters out because they need to be in this room as well. And if you can't make it, we have what's called blessing tickets. And so if we just ask, if you find it in your heart to bless someone else with your ticket, these tickets go to big brothers and big sisters for a big and little to attend and to have that experience of inspiration together as well. I love that idea. That is amazing. That is amazing. And everybody needs to get a copy of your book, also called Uniquely Qualified, A Walk Into Your Destiny. One of the things that's so cool in, in how we have met is, you know, I was reading in your book this week and it's like, I have to point this out to you, this blessing <laughs> idea. I was like, this girl's talking my language. So she, for those of you that haven't read the book, Jacinda talks about blessing bags. And it's so cool because you basically just went around your house one day and decided yep. to pick up these bags for men and women that included like clothing all the way to nail polish or body yep. wash. And you kept them in your car. So I want, okay. And why this is so dear to my heart is because everybody that knows me knows that being a professional organizer, I'm constantly telling people to give, give, give. You don't have to hoard, hoard, hoard. There's no reason why anybody in this country should be going without because of all the stuff that I see constantly packed away in garages and basements and attics and closets. So this is why I love this idea. So you go around your house, you grab all this stuff and tell the listeners what you did with it. Yeah, that's why I know you're my sister because I don't like a lot of stuff either. And I'm always trying, like this needs to be practical. There needs to be some use to it or I give it away. I've fallen in love, side story, fallen in love with Offer Up that I sold a table before my husband walked in and was like, where's our table? I'm like, it's gone. <laughs> I just sell things the all the time. Because I want it gone. We don't need it. It's gone. But no, I was cleaning out a garage and, and I saw like all these different hotel like shampoos and conditioners and body washes and all this stuff. And I'm like, I can't get rid of this. And I was just finding stuff. And then I also, I really have a problem. It hurts my heart when I see people who are less fortunate and they're asking for things. And guys, we don't carry cash anymore. We just don't. And so it's so easy for me to be like, sorry, I have no cash. But that bothers me because I'm called to be a giver. I'm called to be a life changer, a global changer. So what can I do? And so that was another opportunity where I just kind of put two and two together. And so I started going around and I started making a man's bag. And then I started making a woman's bag. And I literally, y'all, when was the last time you used some of those nail polishes in your cabinets? You have it. You go get your nails done. And so I'm like, wow, when was the last time someone that can't even get food, actually clean their nails. They probably have not been able to put nail polish on. You know, many times women don't even have 
pads or tampons or any of these sanitary things that we use and take for granted sometimes. I get those, you'll go to an event and they'll give you these things to try. Well, I like the brands that I have, so I'm not trying those. Well, someone else may need these things. So I literally just put some bags in my trunk that were filled with goodies. They had the Axe body spray, y'all. They had like the good smelling stuff and they had some really cute shirts from like some famous Panthers players from Charlotte, from Carolina. And so I just hooked up these bags. And so now, and what happened was I left to go get food that day. This is another God moment. Left to go get lunch. And for some reason, I missed my turn. So I was like, well, let me just go to the next exit. Never been on that exit, but let me just take it. Take the next exit. I go to grab food. There is a homeless man sitting right there on the curb. And I went into my car with my first little bag and I gave it to him and he started to cry. And that's when I was like, wow, we are onto something here. And so I call them blessing bags. And to be honest, I kind of let it fizzle out. But our ministry is literally rebuilding this right now as we speak. They all are starting. There's different organizers within our Bible study community that like the women are owning the women's part, the men are owning the men's part. And they're even going to their offices, going to their bosses and saying, what are things here that we can put into blessing bags for men and women? And they're taking it far beyond what I even imagined. But let's just be honest, things that are junk to you, that's not a big deal to you, could really be a blessing to someone else. So just throw it in a bag. You'll feel so good about it when you give it to them. It'll feel like Christmas to them. Absolutely. I just love that idea for so many levels. And the thing is, that's also showing God that you're being a steward with what you have. When we have things that we just take for granted and we don't use, but we're keeping them instead of giving them away, we're not being a good steward. God blessed us with those items. And it's funny because you're probably praying for something, some prayer that you want answered. So show God what kind of steward you are and show him that you deserve to be blessed with more because you're open, kind-hearted giver. And the blessing bag idea is just something simple anybody can do. And So simple. Yes, I love it. It goes hand in hand with our local give idea of just like taking things that you have already and putting them in the right hands the people that need them the most. So I really want to encourage everybody listening to consider doing something like that in their own community. I think it's amazing. And if you do, then make sure you comment in on the podcast and let us know about it. Cause I know Jacinda would love to hear. Yes. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, yeah. seriously, any event you go to anything you take the kids to, it always give you gift bags back, but like whether you take stuff out of it and use it or not, like there are things in there that would so be a blessing to someone else. So just start to kind of move it aside. So I have my little corner where I move things aside. And these are awesome things that can be given away to someone else. Absolutely. And you're putting a smile on somebody's face. And you never know when it can open up a conversation where you might be able to give, you know, plant the seed of hope about Jesus to somebody. So exactly so many, it can do so many good things. So I just want to make sure that everybody listening today really got just, I hope that this is a blessing to them. And I know you are just under to so many people and so many women. So thank you for all you're doing for the world and for, you know, every person that you touch. I cannot wait to meet you face to face in person, give you a great big hug. Yes. <laughs> and I can't wait either. And I'll, and I'll be honest. I know you're like, thank you for what you do. But to be honest, when you just say yes to him, it brings you joy. So I feel like, I get to do this every day. Like, how was I living a life before that I was like hating going to work or hating? Like, I get to do this. It is an honor. It is a privilege. I love being used by him. I love this work. 
I love it. So it is my honor. It, it makes me happy. It's my peace. It's so true. And I mean, it's so funny because that's my goal is to make sure that people realize they do have a specific purpose waiting and ready for them if they're not already doing it. But when you find it and you latch onto it, there's no better feeling in the world. Right. Exactly. Purpose is not just for a specific few people. It's for all of us. We all have that. And all you have to do is ask God to show you what that is. And next thing you know, one little step leads to another step, leads to a door opening, leads to meeting a person, leads to a conference being born or a book being written. The sky is the limit. And I really am just grateful that you're out there preaching that same message. So bravo, girl. Bravo. (laughs) You too. You too. I'm excited about this. Yeah. Well, I just want to tell everybody to make sure if they're interested, they get a copy of your book, Uniquely Qualified. They can check out the conference, IamUniquelyQualified.com, which is happening really quick, October 19th in Charlotte, North Carolina. And you'll get a link to Jacinda Jacobs and everything about you on the blog post for the podcast. If you did love this show or you're really enjoying the 29 Minute Mom, please don't hesitate. We'd love to have you comment, leave a review. Reviews are everything to podcast hosts. Um, And if you have a question for Jacinda or for I, make sure you post it and we'll be sure to get back to you. And thank you, girl, for being on my show. I'm so happy you came on. I'm so happy our schedules worked. And we can- yes. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing. And I just cannot wait to see you in Charlotte. Yay. Have a wonderful day. And to everybody listening, God bless you. And thank you for listening to another episode of the 29 Minute Mom. 